the social life. It's the Darren Show. The Darren Show. Don't ask if he's single. You already know. Cause it's the Darren Show. A simple name for a simple guy with a simple face. It's the Darren Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Darren Show. It's episode 50, and uh, I don't know if that means anything particularly special, but I do have a very special guest, uh, somebody who uh, managed to give a shout-out to The Taren Show on the Big Brother live feeds. Uh, it's Maddie from Big Brother Canada 6. How are you doing, Maddie? I'm doing so well, Taren. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm very excited to be talking to you. Uh, you've been you've been out of the house now for yeah. uh, a few months. Uh, is, are, are you uh, coping Oh, uh, definitely coping for sure. There's like the odd weird day still, but in general, yeah, it's, it's all back to the huge yeah. for me. I've always wondered um, just like what happens when you get out of the house and like, you know, there are a lot of people who are, you know, you're doing interviews and, you know, people are still talking about your season and then the next season starts. Is there a, sig- like, have you noticed a significant drop off of like people, uh, you know, talking about everything? Um, I think I've noticed a significant can't subject change for sure. Um, a drop off, uh, in a way, I mean, people are getting invested in like new storylines and like new big brother characters, but they're, I think the correspondence between like the most recent season and people who are online talking about the new season is still pretty high. So Instagram just came out with the ask me anything like question sticker for Instagram stories. And most of, well, like a good third of the questions are all about bb20 so it's still there but it's kind of nice to talk about something else at the same time speaking of instagram um i (laughs) as as people if if you follow many of my podcasts (laughs) i think it was the ninja warrior one where we talked about i did make an instagram account uh recently even though uh even though i don't want to get too into it because this podcast is not about me but uh i was tagged in a post by none other than dan geesling um, in one of his uh ask ask me anything or whatever it was um i had asked him to do this show and he was like yeah let's do it like in the fall and i was like okay so that's never gonna happen uh but then uh, he was like yes i plan on doing this it's gonna be the best interview ever and uh so yeah Look oh, I'm glad to, I came uh, before Dan Geesling, that's yeah. for sure. He's just going to break <laughs> break the show. You yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Thank God that's the fall. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are here to talk to you and about you, Maddie. So uh, let's so cool. let's get. Um, <laughs> well, for, I'm where, such a fan, so this is so <laughs> exciting to me. <laughs> that novelty does not wear off. It never will. It is just yeah. what it is. It's it's weird. Like, um, I I guess it's because when I when I became a podcaster, I was always like, well, maybe I'd like get to like you know talk to these people and like I could do like a Dom and Colin podcast. Did you did you feel the same way when you went on Big Brother? Like, maybe I'll get to like do these podcasts. Yes, is the very short answer to that question. Without revealing, like, don't talk about production. But I found out about your media interview after I was evicted. And, you know, you're in a weird state of mind. Everything's happening so fast. And there were kind of two couches. And I sat from one couch and I literally went and sat on the other couch. I was like, I'm so excited to talk to Darren. <laughs> so that was me. That I'm serious because it's still like it doesn't sink in that 
you're actually like now a participant in the experience and there's still moments. And that was like a moment I was like, what? And then like, I mean, I was still in jury and sequestered. Right. So we couldn't like interact. So I was mm. very excited to have like the post season interview and now to do a Taryn show episode. It's all, all awesome. So <laughs> Yeah. No, well, it's it's funny because I, I think I was probably like equally excited to be doing the exit interviews. Yeah, I, was like, I believe. This is so cool. <laughs> oh, look at all of us. It's so Canadian of us on our side anyway <laughs> to be like, oh, this is so great. So I'm glad it's uh, I'm glad it's reciprocated for sure. Yeah, it was it was also uh, funny, like because I I tried to take it very seriously with the uh, the jury members, yeah, and like just be totally like live up to my name and as much as possible robot. and be totally robotic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I, it was so weird because I felt like I was being rude. I was like uh, like not laughing at like I was even like not laughing at people's jokes. I was I just, like just it was dead. So weird, <laughs> but that's we. I mean, you know, and you get it, but like you're so inclined to try to engage the person right plus like speaking to a new human or robot um when you're so used to your usual roster of like accepted interactables um it's very cool so the fact that they just have to be very neutral to you is a little like lie <laughs> please yeah. play with me but uh it's okay it worked out later yes all right well uh let's let's rewind a bit uh you know okay. let's let's figure out how, like how you got there where 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 did you where did you grow up Okay, so I grew up in a very um, small, I want to say a small town, but that's even an overstatement. I grew up essentially in a house in the middle of a field. Um, it's called Glengarry County, Ontario. So small towns of Maxville, Alexandria, Williamstown. I know that means nothing to anyone. So small high school, less than 500 kids. Um, had the same friends from like three years old to past high school. Met my best friend in grade nine. She lives in... Um, called Yellowknife in Canada. So it's up north and we still keep in contact. So really strong friend circle growing up and worked at Tim Hortons as Canadian as it can get. So <laughs> that's how I grew up. Were, were there a lot of uh, Glengarry Glen Ross uh, jokes? <laughs> Surprisingly less than you'd expect. And so when I finally, well, I moved to Ottawa for university when I was 17 and people making Glengarry Glen Ross jokes, I was like, yeah, I guess that's relevant, eh? Like, <laughs> sure. I'll make friends. That's very funny. Yeah. Just take the you took you take those rules into Big Brother. Always exactly. be closing. <laughs> be adaptable. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, did did you have? Did were you like close to your family growing up? Were you like big a big time. family person? Yeah. So I have a single dad. My mom actually passed away when I was ten years old. But we all, my dad, my brother, and myself, got along like really well. I think we're very fortunate. Since I was younger, um, you kind of don't get used to it, but it becomes a part of your day to day in a state where you're really inclined to adjust to it and be like, well, this is this. And we had such a wonderful support system and family and friends. So it never felt like something was missing. So we got along, but since I was the, the leader female of the family, I was always the first one to go do stuff. And my little brother would be like, I'll just see what happens with her first. And then see if I want to come along, but we got along really well. My dad went through it this season. Um, <laughs> he, we're very close and we talk all the time. So I'm sure it was strange not to be able to speak to me for that long. And it was weird, obviously, um, and very emotional for me to be away too. Yeah. Was it was it a very like difficult uh, experience as a kid losing your mom like that? Um, It was definitely difficult. I want to say without sounding like too cheery to say that it was an adjustment that was kind of like 
we just adjusted. It was, I mean, if there's ever a time where it's kind of like the easiest, I, I would say not easy, but the easiest is when you're 10 years old, cause you understand, but you don't like understand. So it just kind of, you know, you're young enough that you still can go play with your friends and have it be what it is. And I'm happy to have been the older of the two siblings. So Bob is two years younger than me. And he, um, he just kind of was like, okay, well, I'll just stick to my sister and everything will be okay. So it was all right. Um, there were definitely moments where it was tough, but as a family, we kind of figured it all out together and it made us even closer. So it was very, um, it was very inspiring, like looking retrospectively to watch a dad do a mom and dad's job the whole time. <laughs> Can't have been easy. We were very yeah. excitable and adventurous kids. So you did a great job, I think. So that's yeah. good. Well, like what, what was your understanding of it at the time? Like, did, did you, like, it's, it's kind of like, did you feel the gravity of it or, or did you uh, know, did you know like exactly what was happening? So definitely, yes, it was cancer and it happened quickly. So we found out about four months to like prior to when she actually passed away. So it wasn't like a long drawn out process. And I think, well, now that I'm older, I know that everybody kind of knew. So aunts and uncles kind of came from out West. They lived in Western Canada and they all came to visit. So they were there like the whole summer. So as much as the gravity of it was apparent because all these people were around that weren't usually, it was almost like it was something that everyone got to go through together. So I think in other contexts, it would have been very like, a much more difficult of an experience, but with the nature of how my family is together, it was definitely softened for everyone to kind of experience as a, as a like a unit instead of just a bunch of individuals kind of on their own. So yeah, I I, I know I'm, it sounds like you're making uh, making light of such like a a, a serious oh, no. situation, but it, it truly was like that. And I think um, to be that age like I said, and, and get it, but also have your, you know, teenage life uninterrupted by something like that is, is a big difference for sure. And I have memories that are positive as well. So that's exciting. Uh, what kind of memories? Um, just like general family things. We used to do a barbecue every year. And of course, like I said, in the middle of a field, so plenty of space. Um, so we do like little like mini putt tournaments that were like made out of stuff you'd find in a shed or like we got really good at badminton because the whole family would go outside and play badminton, like stupid stuff, but still like positive things and had a good kind of like foundation of like what a good family is and hearing, you know, there's so many varying experiences of what a family can be like to have, uh, have memories of a positive like version of it, even though it's a little bit different than most people's has been like, I think a very, a very important part of who I am. So I'm still very fortunate, all things considered, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do, do you feel like you kind of you ended up sort of like stepping up in sort of like taking care of your brother a little bit, like oh, yeah. kind of beca became a sort of like motherly figure a little bit. <laughs> I have a very overdeveloped sense of like overprotection for very mm -hmm. specific humans. And that has to be because of that. Yeah. Um, I remember once I was in my first or second year of university and I was like so caffeinated and I was between two exams and I like I hadn't slept and my dad called me and he said, I think your brother has a girlfriend. And I said, pardon me. And he said, yeah, he, this girl picked again from Tim Hortons. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, this girl met him at Tim Hortons and whatever. And it was April. And I said, well, what was she wearing? 
And he said, well, she was wearing, I don't know, like a t-shirt and shorts. And I'm like, it is not warm enough to be wearing shorts. (laughs) Who is this? So I went and instead of studying in between my two exams, I obsessively researched her like on all social media avenues I could try to like learn. So then that moment I was like, maybe there's a little bit of an overdeveloped um, sense of like, ferocious wolverine protection um there was a kid who made my brother cry on the bus once so i made that kid cry in front of the whole schoolyard not one of my proudest moments but i was whoa, like whoa, what <laughs> it, i don't remember honestly the subject matter of what it was i mean in front of the whole schoolyard for some people means like hundreds of kids like we did not have a big school so like mm. it was definitely not as impressive to like corral hundreds it was like maybe 30 kids but I don't care I don't remember what happened but it just brought out like a poison in me that I mean I don't I can't say I totally regret it but a sense of responsibility and protectiveness like beyond reason but it's all good what are you gonna do do you have siblings do you do you know what i'm talking about i do i do have a a a sister uh and i have all the other siblings but they didn't really live with me um but i was i I was never really that protective to be honest like uh because she was never really in my world like she was she's five years younger than me um Mm -hmm. and we never went to school together uh and uh you know she was always off like with her dad and um like we we were closer when we were younger but then you know so uh so yeah I i never really like uh like i have a bunch of different siblings but none of them were like really like close siblings. It's all like, I mean, there's definitely upsides and downsides to both. I'm sure that he would say if I asked him, like, how was it having me as a sister? He was probably like a little rough. And he would believe literally everything I said, because like you said, you're not super close in age with your sister, but we're just barely two years apart. So like I convinced him of all kinds of stuff and he just believed no matter what I like whatever I had him believing he's going to be so mad that I said this but had him believing that brown cows made chocolate milk till he was like literally 12 or 13 <laughs> after years like years of reinforcement I'm talking like from 6 years old to like double like yeah but are you sure and then they released a commercial um there were brown cows protesting against white cows because they're like our milk is still healthy and i remember calling him downstairs be like come see this commercial i swear i told you anyways my dad pulled me aside one day and he's like he loves you he just believes everything you say like you can't keep lying to him and then after that he was like i don't care if he believes it there's nothing i can do I feel like that I feel like that doesn't that's like not gonna work anymore though like because now like all the kids have like their cell phones and they just look it up yeah it's it's ruined things like bygone era how sad convincing your younger siblings of things oh it's like part it's a rite of passage for the younger ones yeah, <laughs> um, I did. I did have a, a friend though in uh, in high school who whose uh, uh, mother actually also passed away, and they had a lot of um, uh, there were a lot of children, and she mm-hmm. definitely like w- took on the sort of protective role over like her younger brothers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something I, I've seen before. Oh, it's. Uh, I'm sure it's pretty common. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, it's probably fine. That one girlfriend survived. She was actually really nice. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was okay. <laughs> um what like what were you into? Like what did you know what you wanted to do growing up? Were like uh, oh. were you into TV shows? Yes. Yeah, so I was big into outside, but I also loved the Magic School Bus. Like I credit mm-hmm. Magic School Bus for a like a big degree of any sort of intelligence that I may have today. I was into it and I um 
I wanted to be all, all things that were in the center of attention. So like a music teacher said, Oh, you don't have a bad singing voice. So I was like, well, I guess I'll be a singer or like talent shows and all that stuff. It was probably quite frustrating to deal with as a parent. Cause I just, you know, this and this, but within reason involved in everything, but especially like, you know, talent show esque things. And then into high school, it was the same stuff. I did drama club, um, you know, any like student council, that sort of stuff. I tried to be on as many clubs as I could handle because it also was a good excuse to get out of being in class. So I found school not boring, but just I was decent at keeping up with the work without actually being present. So being in clubs was a good reason to say, oh, I'm going to go work on your book. But in reality, I hopped in the minivan that I drove in high school and drove to my best friend's house and swam in her pool instead. But you got to do what you got to do. I was into whatever, <laughs> into whatever was interesting at the time. Yeah, we, we did manage to create uh, a club in high school. It was Ooh. the pizza club. Uh, <laughs> and we literally just went and got pizza. I don't remember. I wasn't the one that's that like organized it. But you were we the founder of the it. pizza club? No, I wasn't. I was friends with the founder. Uh, and yeah, that was that's my experience with clubs. That's okay. That's a killer idea. I mean, that's cooler than many club I ever was a part of. That's for sure. The pizza club. Does, how long did you get away with the pizza club? I, it was a legitimate thing. Uh, we just, we went but, and got pizza every once in a while. And like I said, like there was a teacher that was like, it, like sponsored it. Yeah. With it, like help us, help us, help us get it, get through. I, I, so you I went really and sold it or you gave it away? I don't remember like what the justification was. I just remember uh, having a pizza club and going and eating pizza. I mean, do you need any other reason? I don't think so. That's amazing. I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, uh, a fulfilling high school experience, if anything. That's amazing. It was, look, if you want to, you know, it, it, I'm sure it looked really great on my college application. <laughs> pizza club. Pizza club. Shows initiative and creativity, I think. Um, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Maybe you'll start your own pizza club in college. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them in. Start a pizza club. We like it. Uh, so, uh, so, so were you thinking like, I, like you wanted to, to get into sort of like drama stuff? Uh, like what, what yeah. were you thinking? Um, well, when I initially applied for university, I applied for a communications major with a minor in theater. Um, I was interested, I think, and I couldn't decide if I wanted to teach or to get involved in media and to teach high school, which is what I wanted to teach. If so, you needed teachables, of course. So I thought drama would be one. And if I didn't like communications, I'd just change my major to English or linguistics or something. Um, and then I did a the first semester worth of theater in, in university. And I was like, Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the production slash um, more like the comedic side because our drama club in high school was a little bit more um, like people who were funny and not not saying that drama classes are not normally funny. It's just sometimes a little bit more serious. We didn't take it with the degree of serious that I think a lot of clubs do. It was a comedy show. We'd compete with you know, vignette like comedy plays. So I got to university and they were like real deep into the serious side of it. And I was like, I just came here to make people laugh and learn about backstage. So that was it for that. So, so, so you, what, so what do you do at that point? Like, uh, okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm not as into this as I thought. Like, wh where do you go from there? Yes. So I actually didn't end up finishing my communications degree. I took two years and I was paying for it myself. 
because it was, you know, we had our little family and we loved each other, but we never had money. So it was student loans for me. And it didn't make sense because I had just started in the service industry, which I adored. And I was skipping school to work to pay for school. And for an investment that I wasn't passionate about, I like was like, this is just a silly decision at this point. My credits are valid for however long. I'm just going to take a step back and decide. And then the service industry kind of uh, swallowed me up in a good way. So I kept at that for quite a few years. What, what attracted you to the service industry? Um, you have to constantly be um, like kind of on your feet in every aspect. I enjoyed not sitting down and still making money. Um, you need to be social and multitask. And it was one of the first things I had tried that I it's going to sound awful, but I wasn't good at it right away. And most of the things, like I said, in high school, I didn't really go to class, but still got good grades. It was one of the only f- challenges I had encountered thus far in my life. So I really wanted to conquer it. So once I started to become good, and if you are successful at serving, you're making more money, like it's immediately rewarding while being social and making friends and, you know, having a drink after work, like the the social construct and the the appeal of being successful at something within your own little section was, was really cool to me. And you learn a lot, you meet interesting people and you're, you know, everybody has an extra few bucks to go out for dinner or to have a drink with their friends and everyone's in a good mood when they're doing it most of the time. So it's kind of cool to be a part of that experience. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know, just became my favorite thing ever for a long time. So, so what was, what was your exact like, uh, like job? So when I started, um, I actually started in my small town at first. My dad sat me down and said, what you need to do is learn how to become a server because no matter where you move, because I think he had a sense I was going to be a little all over the place, (laughs) wherever you go within three days of getting there, you can make money. So even if you're bad at it, I don't care. You're not allowed to quit. I was working for a a restaurant owned by a family friend. So I was kind of like, whether you like it or not, this is where you're going to work. And I was terrible for a year and a half. And then uh, after that, I just kept different service jobs in the bigger city, which was a challenge. I worked at a Boston pizza, which I hated. And I will happily say they were not nice people. But that's not to say all Boston pizzas are. That one was. And then I started working at a restaurant here in Ottawa called Chances Are Restaurant. And it was the most positive work experience in my whole life. It was amazing. I made some of my best friends there. And uh, serving got me a job out east in eastern Canada in St. John's for a summer. I mean, I moved there with a boy, but I served while I was there. And then, uh, and then, yeah, it just, it's been the locomotive to a lot of my experiences as a grown-up. So, there you go. I, I, I was, I was literally just talking about this on, on Twitch. I think that was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, really? or it might've been the week before, uh, that, uh, the, my least favorite job I've ever had was at a pizza place. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. What is it about it? I'm sure people have wonderful experiences, but man, like, I don't know. I thought it would be amazing because right? I'm around pizza all the time, but, and uh, you were it didn't the, work out. the co-founder, at least friend of the founder of the pizza club back in the day you were a shoe-in yeah. for a pizza restaurant <laughs> where did you go wrong i don't know i don't know this uh, the the guy working there was he just did not like me the, the the very first day i started he was like uh and mind you i'm like a freshman in high school he was like so do yeah. you smoke like, no, uh, I? and I think he just hated me from that on. Oh, that's so funny. That is that is like a part of the service industry. Um, you know, I am 
I'm not a smoker, but there have, I'm not gonna lie, times I've considered because you get a damn break. So (laughs) sometimes it's like, well, great, I might as well take up smoking so I can spend 10 minutes away instead of covering a section. But that's so funny that you'd be exiled for not being a smoker. What a, what an interesting pizza joint. Yeah, uh, well, uh, the, it, it was it was it was about joints. I think was the, <laughs> was the issue. The <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so uh, t- tell me, tell me more. So, um, you you were in the service industry. Like, uh, give give me the timeline of you know you went to university. You then yes. left. Like, uh, where where are you at this point? So I went. I did my first year of university took a year off because of money and deciding if I had taken that gap year, I would get more loans the next year. So that's when I took my first year serving, went back to school, served at that Boston pizza during that year. And after that second year of university, um, went into serving full time and started the job at the restaurant that I really loved. And I lived right beside the restaurant with a good friend when I moved back from the East Coast. So we were like the hub of the social network of the restaurant. They'd come over after. It was that really fun time in your 20s when, you know, you wake up in the morning and check to see which one of your best friends is still on your couch. (laughs) Like it was was that time. It was really wonderful. Um, And I mentioned when I moved to the East Coast, it was with somebody that I had dated for a couple of years and he was an engineer. So got a job out there. He was actually the one who got me into big brother. So I do have a little kudos for him for sure. For that. Um, sounds reluctant. It, no, I said, I'm, I'm a it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. So I, I don't have anything ill to say. If you would have spoken to me a few years ago, perhaps my answer would have been different, but what do I know? It was a while ago, but he did, uh, he did me a solid sitting me down to watch an episode of big brother when he heard how much I loved Survivor growing up, because I like loved it. So yeah. So anyway, so I moved to the East Coast and I bartended. Um, have you heard about George Street in St. John's, Newfoundland before? I have not. So St. John's and in Newfoundland in general, and I'm sure Will would attest to this, is they know how to party. They know how to drink. They know how to make someone feel welcome. And, you know, the the sense of Community is heavy, especially in the bar scene. So George Street in St. John's, which is the capital city, it's kind of like the party street of the province. So I told myself if I was moving to St. John's, I wasn't going to do anything but work on George Street because why not? So I got a job bartending events and it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I think I'd have to move to Vegas to be scandalized ever again. It was <laughs> it was wonderful. So timeline wise, I had a little hiatus from Ontario Working out east, getting surprised by people celebrating, and then <laughs> came back. <laughs> what, what, what kind of things are you talking about here? <laughs> okay, so my first shift, it was they were like fourteen-hour shifts. They're crazy long. First shift was fine. It went, you know, people were drunk, but whatever. My second shift, one of the groomsmen literally like took his penis out of his pants and helicoptered it around. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I was like, uh, and usually that's not like the bartender's responsibility to deal with. But my co-bartender was off to the side, like flirting with the bridesmaids or whatever he was doing. So I had to look at this guy and say, man, there's kids at this wedding. What do you think you're doing? And his word for word response was, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think it would be a problem. I'm like, it's a problem. You can't do this here. I said, I can't kick you up, but the cops will if I call them. Please, like, 
pull up your like what do you anyway so that was what it was like there so and just like I mean it's the bar industry and in a way in a sick way it's like kind of fun because like where else is that gonna happen but after after a brief stint I was like I I think I've done my time here I'll go back to regular restaurant life but Newfoundland knows how to party they absolutely do was it was it scary moving there? Uh, you know, you said you like you sort of did it like you know for your your relationship. Would, yeah. Were you were you worried about that? Were other people worried about that? Uh, yes, to both, definitely. Um, that was a big learning experience because my gut instinct throughout the entire time was telling me don't go. But I mean, when you're well, I met him when I was nineteen. We dated till I was just about twenty two. And he was the tall, dark, and handsome, successful at school, engineer, you know, all that stuff. So it's what, you know, growing up, you're like, oh, that would be great. So when he says, hey, I got the job after graduating and I'm, you know, we're moving. I'm like, I don't, I don't really know if you consulted me in this, but whatever. And I think I was a lot, uh, with the exception of being overprotective, a lot more meek back then. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, I guess that's what you do. No, no. So I went over and, you know, keeping a long story short, it obviously didn't work out. So I learned kind of how to stand up for myself and to be able to move back because it was myself and my cat. I actually had to convince a car rental company to illegally rent me a car one way because I was underage. And that's against kind of like the provincial restrictions here, like with insurance. Mm -hmm. So I went, um, I did the research and I had a friend who worked for the, the company back home and I called him and said, like, I know it's not really allowed but like, will they rent the car to someone if they were of age? And he said, yeah. And that's like, all I need to hear. I was like, okay, bye. Um, so I went to the airport, which is where he said they would do the rental from because they actually had to relicense the car once it came back to Ontario and the dealership just lost the vehicle. Um, I waited until there was actually two boys at the kiosk and I walked up to them and I said, Hey, like, I'm really unhappy in my relationship here and a car is the only way I can move back. What can you do? And they're like, don't crash this car because there's some differences on the paperwork. Good luck. They gave me a GPS rental for free. And they were like, just get home safe. And I was like, okay. So then the first 20 minutes of my three-day drive, because it takes three days to drive from St. John's back to Ottawa, I just was laughing for like the first 20 minutes with my hands on the wheel. I'm like, I'm 21. Like, this is so legal. Like, ah, as if we're going to do this. And I had to cross a ferry to get back to, um, or use a ferry to cross back to Nova Scotia from Newfoundland. And the ocean and open water is like a big phobia. So I had to conquer that. Anyways. What a journey. It was a journey. It was one of many, many journeys. (laughs) That's okay. Well, how, like, walk me through the decision to to go back. Like, um, that that must have been difficult as well. Definitely, um, there were lots of redeeming qualities, but I think a lot, even more, like, um, un unmovable differences between the two of us. Especially as I was kind of learning what I wanted, because I had to just like face what I didn't want. Also, so it was. I had a friend that came and visited me from home, and once she left. I started keeping money aside for myself because I thought, I I think I want to go back, but it took a while to admit it. And then I was watching something. It must've been like a music video or a commercial, but it was like a long, like winding road sequence. And I was eating cereal and I looked at it and I said, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to do that. I'm going to just drive home. And that day I was like, what? Can I admit that? And then within the next few weeks, I ended up telling him that I wanted to move back home. And I lived with him for two weeks um, after telling him, which (laughs) 
likely might not have been the best choice, but I put in my two weeks at work, so I felt like it was I was lying if I didn't. <laughs> put in your two weeks uh, in the relationship as well. <laughs> yeah, but it felt like it was a lie to put in two weeks. I don't know, something about it, I just couldn't. Nowadays, I'd be like, P.S., like, I'm leaving. Right. But at the time, it was just, uh, it felt like the right thing to do. Retrospectively, incorrect, but that's okay. It was what it was, and uh, I mean, I got home, so it was fine, but it was an interesting time for sure. My poor dad, like thousands of kilometers away, like, please just come home. And I'm like, yeah, working on it. I mailed all my stuff to myself. And the post office in Glengarry is so small. So they called my dad and they're like, why is she sending all these boxes from St. John's? Like, where is your daughter? He's like, eh. they're like, okay, well, you have to come get the boxes because we don't have room for anything else in the post office. So they had to, they had to come pick everything up. It was, yeah, it was a thing. And one of many just ridiculous situations I found myself in, Big Brother included, of course. Well, what was the next ridiculous situation? <laughs> As I'm saying that, I'm like, maybe just maybe leave it. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, fortunately, but unfortunately, the a lot of the catalysts pre-Big Brother to um, to big event stories have been boys because as a 20 year old will do, it was just whatever. Um, my best friend who I'm now living with and she was kind of responsible for my life while I was on the show. She's amazing. Her name is Chelsea. Like no one in this world deserves her. So she and I back in the day decided we would go on a road trip through the U S and we planned the trip probably at one in the morning. We were like, we each probably had had a bottle of wine to ourselves at this point, And we planned it with a Sharpie. So we said, we'll go to new Orleans, but we'll stop in Nashville and visit a friend. And the friend, when we got there, gave us a list of things to do while she was at work. One of them involved the barbecue restaurant. We typed it into the Uber. We went to the wrong barbecue restaurant. And then I met a guy that I ended up dating for a year and a half and almost moved to the States to be <laughs> right. <laughs> My poor dad. He was a professional musician, like classically and professionally trained guitar player. Um, you know, just I was so, so doomed. It was bad. But you know yeah. what? It was a very cool experience. One of the biggest, uh, the most tumultuous experience I've ever had, for sure. Um, not in like a very drastic way, but, um, there, I didn't, you know, certain people can really bring out like a, a side of you that you like are only learning about when you get to know them. So it's like, eh, it's interesting, but it was uh, really cool to visit such a beautiful city, like frequently and to experience something that long distance and not even just distance, but two different countries. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. I definitely wouldn't take it back. There are moments that like, <laughs> could have been better, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, very, very interesting time. But what are you going to do, right? Yeah. So, so you try, you like tried to do like the distance, the long distance thing. Oh, um, yeah. And, and you did that for like over a year. A year and a half. Yeah, it was uh, it was for the most part, extremely fun. Um, there were, uh, I think about two or three, like big blowout occasions. And in fact, one of the fights that we got in was actually about Big Brother. Because he wasn't oh supportive. Yeah, he wasn't supportive of it. Um, I think he'll probably have come around now. Um, but he, I think the exact words he said it was for handouts and attention. And I was like, okay. Oh my. And um, I had actually planned a trip and then missed the auditions both in Montreal and in Toronto for season five. And I brought that up while we were arguing. And I said, I can't believe I've come here instead of going to Big Brother auditions. And he said, if you have somewhere to be, why don't you go? And when within 24 hours, I was not in Nashville anymore. I was standing in line for open calls in Toronto. 
<laughs> I took a flight. <laughs> and I just left. <laughs> yeah, like Look I said, you. a questionable time overall. No, you know, uh, big brother people. Uh, you need you need supportive. Uh, you need people in your life yeah. when you're when you're a big brother person. Yeah. So it wasn't that year, but the next year, and it's funny, Chelsea, who I mentioned. Um, <laughs> I said when I got back, I was like, so like, you know, how did things go? And it turns out that she sent just the link from like the global website of like cast members. She sent him not she didn't she wasn't a fan, um, not a message, not any text from herself, just the, the link to the website of me being cast. And that's it. She didn't say anything else. But I was like, what do you mean? If you knew her like that is completely out of character. She's like a like this beautiful, like fairy present, like angel, like assertive, but still so wonderful and like, and friendly. The fact that she would just passive aggressively, like shoot the link off. I couldn't, it was one of the best (sighs) things I heard coming out of the house. Like, Oh my God. Amazing. That's great. She, she was, uh, she, she was the one that was controlling your Twitter account. Actually, no. Um, there was kind of like a whole team. So a friend of mine named Jess did at the beginning and then it ended up being taken over by my friend Lydia who runs, um, some government social media here in town and she was on mat leave. So it was just easier for her to take it over, but they were still all involved. So it took like a village, but I was very excited to hear that it was well received while I was away and they did a great job. I'm so happy. Yes. So cool. uh, very, very prepared with, uh, especially preseason <laughs> with the video yeah. of you crying when it was renewed. Oh, yeah. Foreshadowing. Uh, very, yes. Very popular. <laughs> I heard. Yep. That was that when they announced, um, well, I'm sure you guys were as into it as I was, if not even more, but do you remember when global posted the 24 hour countdown? Mm -hmm. So I scrolled past it on just like sitting on my couch and I saw the hashtag you can, and you will, but it didn't really like absorb until I had gone like a few swipes down. And then I, had this moment I was like holy shit I know what that is so I went back and saw that it was a timer and set my own phone timer to go off five minutes before the global timer would go off because I knew I was going to stop everything I was doing to watch the last five minutes of the timer it ended up actually being at the very end of a staff meeting which is why we're like outside on a patio area and I watched it off in the corner by myself and bald as you guys saw on the next day I withdrew my application to a one-year program at the college nearby. I was like, no, no, I'm going to be doing <laughs> something else. So luckily that worked out. Well, what made you so dedicated to wanting to be on this show? Um, I don't, honestly, I'm not sure if there's a one specific thing. I think just after that, like I said, that one, um, that one episode that I was like sat through because I didn't really give big brother the time of day. I watched that one episode and I was like, I don't know what it is, but it's gonna like, I have to do this. And then I don't know, I got the idea and it stuck. And the more I got to know big brother and what an incredible, just uh, like universe that it is, it just only intensified. And every year further, it was just like, I couldn't, I thought about it every day, multiple times a day for years. So every time there was a new process, of course, I was, you know, there to the best of my ability or like really extensively away from other situations. But I made it anyways. And then when it was on hiatus, it was, I called my dad and I was like, I can't believe this. And he was kind of like, that's too bad. Like kind of like probably trying to do something else important. 
And I was like, no, dad, like, listen. So then when Rob's um, petition came up, you know, use the power of veto, I went around with my phone in my hand to any like friend, acquaintance <laughs> for days. I'm serious. And I said, if you care about me at all, you will write your name and email on this because this is there's no way. So when I got when it got announced that it was back, like it was I just I still remember that moment and being like, I'm going to make it. I know it. And then I think I just went in guns blazing with like a different kind of something, something during open call. And now we're talking. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I, can't I, well, I mean, like even just hearing about it retrospectively, like the, yeah. I, I like there, there is clearly some kind of fire there that uh, I don't I don't I, I feel like is unique to you of, of anyone you. I've talked to in terms of like a lot of people are just like, yeah, you know, I liked the show. I thought it might be a cool experience uh, or, or I don't know. Like most people aren't weren't like, uh, yes, every day I was like. I need to be on this It's thing. so extra. It's so extra. And you know, it's funny. I sometimes I'll be like, I'm so normal. But then hearing that, maybe, oh, maybe not. <laughs> but I think part of it too was, you know, we talked about family earlier and how even though we were incredibly happy, we never had money. And I knew that this was the closest I would ever get to winning some sort of lottery or some sort of something. So in fact, it was to my detriment every day in that house with the passion of having accomplished it. But to me, it had more weight than just achieving a goal. Every conversation was worth $100,000 to me. And that was just a garbage fire because like all I cared about was it, it made you second made me second guess my decisions to a degree that it was unnecessary. But to me, knowing that I was going to make it on and potentially win the money, like not a dollar of it was mine. So it was just like such an extra kind of motivation, not only throughout the process of trying out so many times, but once I finally made it through and through all the steps of making it, I was like, oh my God, like I can do this. I know that I can and almost, but nope, <laughs> but that's okay. I was still, even though it wasn't what I expected results wise or what I hoped not expected, it was still like the experience never went without like extreme gratitude every step of the way. So I don't know. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if if you're so driven to like accomplish this one goal, like, mm. what happens now? Like, you, you achieved <laughs> the goal, like, you were on the show, uh, like, like where, like, how do you feel about it now? Like, where where do you go from here? It's really strange, to be honest. Um, it is there is a vacancy in the day to day, kind of just like meandering around, being like, okay, so now what do we do? I decided I would take. Um, like a, not a permanent, but just a, an exploration hiatus from serving because it had just been part of my identity. And I thought coming back, like, let's just test and see what else. So I am not working in the service industry right now. I'm considering options. And then I think the next thing I'm going to try to do, and it's very scary to say it because that makes it a real thing, but I'm one of those cheesy, stupid people that wants to try to live in a van and see if I can travel the country. Cause come on, that's so amazing. It's so cool. And I'm, I love Canada as I would say as passionately as I loved big brother. I'm especially having experience and not to say that I didn't enjoy being in the States all the time because I absolutely did. But there was just a juxtaposition that made me identify with being Canadian sometimes more often. And then I started traveling Canada because I had not been traveling to Nashville anymore. So instead, I would go to Canadian places. So that in combination with just being viciously patriotic and 
a lot of people have told me like, you're not going to be able to live in a van. Like you, you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people also told me I couldn't be on big brothers. So here we are. So we'll there you see. go. That I mean, that is uh, everything I guess I should have expected uh, from somebody that was that dedicated to I'm being so, on the show. I'm so sorry. It's so extra. I promise. No, I, I, you've, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like you've replaced the Big Brother with now. You're, like uh, it's it's kind of inspiring in a way. Like you you have oh, these like you. sort of lofty like uh, like interesting and unique goals. <laughs> Some might say obnoxious, interesting, and unique. I will accept as well. <laughs> That is, thank well, you I feel so like, much. I feel like, because uh, you're probably you're probably used to people being like, "What you're going to go on Big Brother?" But then they, oh, you yeah. did it, so it's like, uh, you know, once you have traveled the country in a van, then you know, people <laughs> will be like, "Oh, you've done it." Like, it's, there's a difference. There's a difference yeah. in how people treat it. I think. I think it's like, and it, it comes from a place of both wanting to see where that avenue could lead me as it's not necessarily just about kind of the tenacity of proving somebody wrong. It's definitely motivating. I think part of it too, is I, I have so many incredible friends and family that regardless of what I do, they're just like relentlessly supportive. And very often I'll find myself sitting in a room of friends and think like, how, how have I done this? Like these amazing people are around all the time. And, you know, even like you guys watch the social media get run and I had friends coming driving to Toronto to be in the audience for all kinds of different things. So I think part of that is um, being surrounded by such positive people makes it that much easier to accomplish this sort of things because you tend to believe in yourself by association. So not all about proving the, the naysayers <laughs> wrong. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. Do you feel like like you you are against the idea of like settling down like uh you know because because like wanting to be on big brother and then like you know canceling you know applications for like things that would be like too like i'd be this is too much of a commitment uh and now like this idea of like kind of just kind of like living in a van it just it very much seems like uh like you're like i I don't want to be pinned down to anything you bet there it is um i think that the idea of um Commitment that ties me to a place is the fear. Um, Commitment in general is totally a part of my life. I've had, like I said, like sensational friendships that have lasted a long time, Um, you know, can follow through with an idea should it be reasonable. Um, But you're right about like withdrawing from a program in school and stuff. But that was also just based on like what felt sensible. But I do think that you you hit the nail on the head with like, I think it's just a, a very... I'm very uh, attracted to the idea of just freedom and being able to to do something maybe a little different, not for the sake of being different, but for the sake of showing that being different is also very possible. Um, I think that what would be neat throughout potentially the traveling experience is anytime I've traveled and I've found others that have traveled maybe say the same thing, you encounter lots of people throughout the way that might have a similar philosophy when it comes to like what their day-to-day existence can be like. So that's part of the attraction of always bouncing around as you get to encounter so many cool people too, which is really like a fulfilling experience. I think same with Big Brother. 
Yeah, it well, it, it, remi- it reminds me of the you know you talking about going going away to this place with with this guy, yeah, and and then kind of being trapped there, and then going through a journey where you're traveling across the country to freedom, <laughs> and like oh, yeah. uh, I like I can see like you know uh, that that maybe that was like very transformative for you, definitely. Um, and I mean. It it seems, you know, talking back over it, it seems like such a grand, like, event. (laughs) While it's happening, it's all kind of like, ah, like, what's going on? Like, it seems like it's such a self-assured, like, you know, I projected myself through all these incredible experiences. Like, it's, it's, and I mean, relating it back to Big Brother, which is so amazing, because it's such a, uh, it, like all encompassing social experiment. It's you really day to day are just like, well, I'm doing this now, like better continue on the basic idea of a plan. And if it changes, it's whatever. Like that was kind of the philosophy into the, into the move out there in the first place is oh, this is the plan. But I think the fact that a plan can always change according to like what your gut says is better I don't know. Life-wise, it seems to make sense, but uh, you could say it's non-committal. That's fair as well. <laughs> it's a uh, bit of well, it's, um, So, do you do you have uh, like a plan? Do you like do you have a van? Uh, or, like, <laughs> what, do you, what, what are the logistics here? We're in the beta stages. Like, truly, is that right? The beta stages. Uh, oh, I hope it is. I think that's. I um, think that's when you start testing. When you're testing. So I'm not beta testing. I'm in the very preemptive. Like, what will it take to accomplish this? In fact, I have a van life book just like literally right on my side table. I'm looking at it, kind of going like, what do we do here? Um, It doesn't mean that it's going to be in a year or two, although maybe. Um, I think I'm more just trying to understand what to do, set a foundation for myself financially and career wise to be able to go on this adventure and not be completely just in shambles once I return. So. I mean, I'm young, I'm 25, but 25 turns into 30, turns into 35 and keeps going. So I'm trying not to to completely just abandon the idea of stability, but at the same time, balance, freedom. I don't know. It's it's tricky. Yeah, you're you're doing your own thing. I I admire that. I've committed Um, to a cat. That's exciting. (laughs) Are you going to take the cat around in the van? Yes, of course. He'll love it. It'll be fun. He went with me on the journey back to St. John's and back. So he, he's ready. He's a traveling right. man. <laughs> um, so uh, so what, what else has been going on uh, post Big Brother? How, how, is, how have you been adapting? I have been adapting. I would like to say quite well. I mean, I'm, like I said, fortunate to have a great support system. Um, I have obviously been um, very you know, had really positive relationships, not only with people from my season who are all like phenomenal humans, but also with a lot of alumni and like cue the joke of being friendlier with some than others. However, (laughs) we can skim past that if you want. Feel feel free, feel free to talk as much as you want about it. (laughs) So yeah, so clearly have um, developed varying levels of relationships with former house guests. Um, of course, as social media would dictate, I have um, been dating Bobby for the last little while from season three, who is like so sensational. I couldn't even like I would need a little bit more time to articulate it properly, I think. And obviously it's still like new and everything and whatever. But um, I've never known somebody that people don't ever have anything negative to say about. So, well, 
why not? Let's see. Yeah. I, I mean, hang in a van, right? I, I yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, I only I only know about Bobby through Jordan um, because they spent a lot yeah. of time together, uh, you know, in jury and and you know afterward. Uh, and Jordan has always had nothing but like the best things to say. He's like Bobby is like the best guy, the nicest guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and so like when I heard about that, I was like that that makes sense. Those oh, two. thank you, yeah. thank you. It's uh, it's uh, I remember watching season three like the intros and being like what like who is this but then as time went on and I was like something like seems like legit so genuine and that's difficult to come across occasionally um because it's not a a game based off being genuine at all so then um so then you know meeting all the alumni he actually connected with a bunch of my friends um just on, of course, a friendly level while I was in the house because they were in Toronto. So they came, you know, I was speaking to them and they're like, yeah, he's really nice and all this stuff. So then alumni weekend, we were talking and nothing happened for a while. Contrary to rumors, nothing did. Um, yeah, it's rumor about what are you going to do? Um, but no, it was like very fine. But I think himself and many other alumni, um, were in Jordan would probably say the same, like they have kind of their own little, there's a little group of them that just communicate more than others. So I mm-hmm. found myself speaking to many of them. And so the transition, like adjusting afterwards had a lot to do with them being supportive as well. So I think it was just a natural progression into ending up being dating. He drove down in a heat wave to help me move. Um, and I was like, huh, it's pretty nice. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Let's see what happens here. So, but, so uh, is that... Is that a, a distance thing right now? Um, I mean, relative to my former um, <laughs> adventures, not really. Uh, Toronto's about four and a half hours away. He's actually in Oakville, so right beside Toronto. Um, and it's it's really manageable. Of course, Bruno lives in Ottawa as well, and the two of them are really close. So he was used to traveling to Ottawa fairly frequently, like once a month or maybe a bit longer in between anyway. So it's just more frequent now. <laughs> it is what it is. All of our friends um, have kind of amalgamated like you know I go there and he's got a wonderful people around him and then back here it's the same sort of thing so it's been so far so good um for sure I'm going out I'm taking the train I love the train this weekend <laughs> to Toronto <laughs> and then we'll just yeah see how the summer goes and who knows but uh yeah so that's that's that <laughs> have you have you been rock climbing not yet, but it's planned for this weekend. I'm quite okay. nervous. I'm quite nervous about it. I don't know if I'll be any good, but it's oh, worth it, a it, shot. It's fun, though. You rock climb, Taryn? Yeah, well, I, I, I especially started, uh, you know, after, like, watching American Ninja Warrior. Of course. Um, like, all the best ones are rock climbers. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I started going to, like, a rock climbing gym for a little while. No way. Um, yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, but it does, it does like rip my hands into pieces. So fair. Yeah. I didn't realize, um, how much of like a problem solving and kind of puzzle based hobby it is mm. to me. It was just climbing around and that seemed enough, but learning more about kind of the structure behind climbing has been extremely interesting. Is that yeah. something that you were into as well? Like the oh, actual, yeah, for sure. 
Cool. Like, like so I didn't cute. even, I, I, like, I, I basically, I only did bouldering because, um, uh, like, I just like having a bunch of different, like, problems. They're yes. literally called problems to solve. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and and also like the harnesses and stuff. It's too much work. I just, yeah, just fair. put me on a, <laughs> just just put me on. On. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. And you, you, that's something you don't frequently do anymore. It kind of fell off the radar, or well, is it still worth You know, while? Big Brother, Big Brother started up again. Yeah, well, We'll get uh, Yeah, um, it's it's definitely uh, something that I want to uh, get back into soon. I was I was doing it for like a good like six months. Um, cool. You know, about six months ago. Um, nice things so. about rocks is they'll they'll stay. <laughs> you they'll can go there. find them. Yeah. Part of it, part of it too, is that the rock climbing gym near me is like just always filled with kids, um, which is like I like kids, but super annoying. Um, yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> with you <laughs> so uh i if i if i wanted to like enjoy myself i'd have to like drive all the way into the city um, yeah fair which, enough that makes yeah. sense apparently kids are like wild and reckless in a gym because they're so light and they're fearless so they're just flying up and down the walls like making the adults look sad yeah well that's the thing too is like they're i mean some of these kids were like way better than i like uh could even come close to and it's just yeah. uh it just makes me sad <laughs> Stupid kids, stop having fun at my gym. Yeah, go play in the playground. <laughs> did, you just watched me try this and fall flat on my face, and you just did it like it was nothing. You probably think I'm some kind of loser. You totally. stupid 10 year olds. Yeah, get alive. Go back to school. <laughs> yeah, go learn some multiplication tables. Get out of my gym. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I hope you have fun and, uh, don't get oh, shown up boy. by 10 year olds. I definitely will. I definitely will, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Tara, mm-hmm. warn uh, me about you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so who are, so who are some of the other people that you mentioned? Like uh, you mentioned like some of the alumni, like, uh, you know, you talk to more frequently, like who you, uh, talk to. So Bruno is in town. He actually lives like less than 10 minutes away from me. So definitely chat with him a lot. I'm actually in a a Simpsons like meme sharing group with Jordan, (laughs) Sarah and Bobby. (laughs) It just like apparently that a group had existed. And then I kind of brought like, I guess maybe revived because I kind of try on Twitter to use only Simpsons gifts because I don't know why I do that. Big Brother or Simpsons gifts. I don't, it's a little silly, but, um, my family growing up was like big into the Simpsons. So mm-hmm. then we just, it became a joke and Bobby kind of sort of like revived the group again. So, uh, so even though that's not a frequent contact point when it comes to like actual stories exchanged, <laughs> it's a fun place to send <laughs> like an obscure reference. Um, I love um, Allison from season two. We were just like meant to be meant to be pals. Um, mm-hmm. I had there was an event while I lived in Newfoundland and that was the summer after John Party One season two. And uh, I went to the it was down the street from where I work. So I went and I ended up somehow in like the upstairs 
I think it might have been VIP, like whatever smaller thing. And we have a picture, which is in one of my old school profile pictures on Facebook. Both of us are so drunk and you can tell in the picture. But I showed her at alumni weekend. I was like, Allison, we have met. This is what happened. And she went around showing people the picture. So that was just serendipity. (laughs) (laughs) She has two beautiful cats and we snap each other the cats. Um, some amazing people. Peely is like one of the kindest souls, like in existence. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Um, she was such a sweetheart immediately. There's so many to mention. I love, love Ashley. Um, Maddie, the other Maddie is a gem. She's like so awesome. I think she's like in my Snapchat best friends right now. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's, I, I mean, there's so many to name. There's really, uh, we're fortunate to have really awesome people that have been a part of this experience. And it's only that much more kind of enriching to, to interact and get to know them after the fact. Yeah. These are like all my favorite people. So, uh, Oh yeah, that's so exciting. Also, um, just anyone from, I mean, I hope that you have enjoyed the people from our season cause there are some legit humans in this group we have a, a snapchat group chat um and there's some stuff in that <laughs> sometimes like veronica will be off like oh my raving for the weekend wearing nothing but like little nipple circles and glitter <laughs> like running around like she is what you think and they just had an event in niagara so to have like the you know you feel like you're right there with the snap group so it's yeah. been a, a wonderful addition to have all these extra people in and out so I wish I, I want to get to know Jordan more. Um, he wasn't at the alumni weekend and he, I've only heard like amazing things about him. And not only that, does his mom seem like the cutest person ever? On She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, she, you know? uh, it was, my, it was my first season covering a season of, of big brother on yeah. RHAP. And, um, and she like would message me on Twitter, uh, Uh-oh. like, what do you think is he okay here like uh and then the the week he nominated himself she was like is taryn like what's oh, is he no. gonna is he is this gonna be bad i was like i'm kind of worried oh, then he goes to sleep in the ant costume and you're like yeah man i don't know if this is the best call for you but now having lived it you never really know mm. yeah yeah, Jordan's great. Um, uh, I, I I talked to him. Uh, I think he was number five, something like that. Maybe it was seven. I don't know of the Taron show. Um, yes. And what are we? Fifty uh, now. Yes, fifty. Wow, that I think, is amazing. I I think not only is this fifty, but this might be the year. Because like we like there there have been some like delays and you know there, there might have been like one week here or there where uh, you know there were where there's no Taryn show so um, I, I, this might be because like, usually you have the problem of like oh it's either the fiftieth episode or it's the year anniversary which is the fifty second episode but oh, I feel like course. I might have been able to circumvent that and make it just one. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is an it's honor. Possible. I'm going to send you a box of chocolates or something. This is too exciting. <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> I am truly honored. And yeah, I should have uh, should have shouted you out more. I did it when I could. <laughs> on the feed. No, I, I remember I remember what happened. And I, I was that was like, uh, I don't usually take clips from the uh, from the live feeds. But I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, going to grab yeah. that one. Yeah. Tweet that, that one out. The catacombs. Was that in the catacombs? I think it was. 
Yeah, I think I th- yeah, I think so. Um and it, it was it was it's a, it's such a funny clip too because it's just like y- you don't even miss a stride like you're just like <laughs> yeah so I like listen to the listen to the Tarrant show shout the Tarrant show uh, so it was, you know, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so it's something like that oh. <laughs> you know I haven't watched the edit yet because life has been wild and I am gonna have to be half drunk I think <laughs> yeah it. I do I can think- imagine. <laughs> He doesn't even sugarcoat it. I can imagine. All I, right. I can imagine. Like even like I don't even like watching uh, like uh, like podcasts of my like just watching yourself do things. Yeah. You're like uh, like I don't even like looking. I don't even like that I can see myself in the little box up there. <laughs> I wish I could hide it. Oh no! I think it's uh, I'm. It's almost in a way comforting to hear that as much as. <laughs> it has a self-deprecating edge because it really, you don't ever, I don't know if you ever get used to it. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that ever. Like occasionally someone will just like either tweet out a gift that I have like literally never seen or a photo of me. And I'm like, what, where did that even come? Like I, anyways, to be frequently reminded, and I'm sure you feel the same way because you have so many hours now out of content to be frequently reminded that you're making stupid faces and <laughs> yeah. doing stupid things all the time. It's like, oh yeah, cool. Like, you know, I was at the grocery store, but whatever you want. We'll yeah, there's there there are tons of uh, gifs of me uh, doing like ridiculous silly dances to the spoiler music of the <laughs> podcast. So like, that's so fun. That's yeah. Okay. It's, at some point, you're just like, yeah, you know, it's gonna happen. It is what it is. Internet life, I suppose. Yeah. Have you had <laughs> any uh, any weird internet interactions? Oh well, I mean, I think. <laughs> To me, any as somebody who, regardless of the chronology of this conversation, um, has considered herself quite a normal person, it is peculiar to have people not only know who you are and have been invested in as an experience that you yourself were quite invested in, um, they just know things about you that you're like, really? Like, of all the things that I said, this is what you're going to hang on to what... Like, I had a somebody tell me, you know, I love knowing now that you like to cut your grilled cheese sandwiches diagonally. <laughs> and I thought, well, thanks for that. Yeah. Um, neat. Yeah. And then I said once, and I stand by this statement, but it actually... I think it really infuriated quite a few people on Reddit when I said that I would sell my soul to the devil to be able to play the harmonica really well. People were mad about really? that. They're like, that's too quirky. Like, what, what do you mean? What would you sell to the soul? You're selling your soul. Like, sell it for something good. But I just, I find the harmonica such a beautiful instrument and it's really hard to learn. Um, so I choose that. I don't know. Sorry, not sorry. But I have received people like saying to me, like, you tried way too hard to be different. And I'm like, nope, that's a real thing. I hate to break it. <laughs> So, yeah, p- p- people, uh, I, I, I find that true of just like in general, like, uh, especially with Big Brother players where it's people are just like, no, no, I know who you really are. And yeah. I'm going to tell you because it really matters to me that I tell you that I know who you really yeah. are. It's quite necessary, doesn't it? But yeah. <laughs> I take it in stride. I'm, I'm, do you get, I'm sure it's, people must send you some interesting commentary as well, especially considering you're putting your own opinion out there a lot of the time. Like it must be tough sometimes hearing 
not tough, but like, you know, I, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Exhausting to hear yeah. people's <laughs> people's like rebuttals to your opinions. Is it is it is it always like that? Do you find it's like more a is it a big factor? You know, I actually I don't mind rebuttals to my opinions. Uh, the problem is that most of the time it's a rebuttal to not my opinion uh it's it's a a rebuttal to like something that i didn't say or that i like like oh like for for example like this season uh have you been watching big brother 20 at all yes i'm behind an episode and a half about but i follow all the feeds uh, yeah, so is- so uh, you know th- this guy Tyler, he w- he's he's doing pretty well in the house, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and you know I'm I'm literally podcasting every single day for hours yeah. a day. Uh, so you know I'm talking about Tyler a lot, and uh, I like what he's doing in the game. And so then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Taryn is obsessed with Tyler. He yeah. uh, Ty- Taryn thinks that Tyler's the best player of all time. Like, no, no. <laughs> and then people people are like, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, why does why does Taryn ignore the fact that uh, oh, that Tyler did huh. this? And it's like, <laughs> what do you mean? Because I, I only the fact? had an hour. Like, what do you yeah. want? Like, anyway, a synopsis, day to day feed happenings, including every of the bajillion people in and out of that. Anyway, okay. Yeah, so it's 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 mostly just it's mostly just like people assuming my opinion and then offering a rebuttal, and it's just like I, I can't like I don't even know how to respond to you because I, <laughs> like my first response would be I don't think that, but then but anytime I've ever like fallen into the trap of replying mm-hmm. by saying no, that's not yeah. my opinion, it just pisses them off even more. They're like, no, that is your opinion. And it's like okay, okay, what well. Are you <laughs> yeah. Sure. And that's kind of like the, I think the proper philosophy, like, okie dokie, I'm going to yep. continue on doing the thing that I was doing prior to your comment and that I'll continue to do after, but thank you for your time. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure that's, that's like, it's a similar thing to like, uh, you know, on a different scale, obviously, but like similar to people who are like, oh, you try so hard to be different. It's like, Okay, well, thanks for informing me about my intentions. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have a nice day. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it it is funny though, like uh, like how much you end up knowing about people and how much people know about you and even even me yeah. to some extent like uh listening to podcasts like um I, I i've told this story a few times now but like when i was talking to peely on the taryn show i yeah. told her about like i remember when you first started flirting with kevin like mm-hmm. uh, like that's such a personal <gasps> thing but it was like on the line it's part of my memory and i was like that's yeah. actually weird to say i'm sorry like i'm sorry i said that <laughs> of course she took it beautifully and with a, a comical adorable side oh, yes. comic, I bet. yeah she's um, she is she is amazing uh wonderful wonderful peeling yeah i love it that's so funny and but it is it's an interesting type of association that i think is pretty unique to this experience um meeting the alumni literally outside of a school bus after we were like released into the wild and i'm like still trying to figure out a touch phone i'm like caveman hands like what is this um and then you, you you all kind of like conglomerate outside of a bus and you're looking at all these faces of people who, in your mind, you don't know, but you know, because you've been invested in, you know, their experience on the show and then, you know, probably followed them on social media or whatever. And then they have been invested in you by watching the show and probably followed 
your friends running your account on social media. So you're meeting, but you're not really a meeting. It's kind of like, here's a face-to-face interaction to associate. And now we're best friends. Like it was, it's peculiar, but somehow just makes, makes sense. So I think same thing with you saying that to Peely. It's like, it doesn't, it's weird if you were to explain it to like a completely like un- yeah. bystander of the situation. <laughs> but I think for anyone who's like actively participating, it's pretty, it's fine. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's a, it's, it's not something I ever thought I would experience this whole sort of <laughs> uh, environment and, uh, and way of interacting with people. But, uh, well, I think good. that you, you're definitely meant to be doing this at least for now, because I really enjoy your style of interview. There are a lot of, you know, you know how it is. There's a lot of interviews out there and not to say that any of them are not great, but I think that you do such a great job kind of bringing out like unique sort of facets of people that I don't know if I would normally get from other interviews. So a plus work. I don't know if people say thank you enough for all your hard work. So thanks very well, much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I the, really, the, the real reason I had you on here is so that you could just uh, compliment me. Shower you. <laughs> That's totally fine. Sure. How much time do you have? Great hair um, today. Oh, yes. Well, I can only see from your shoulders up, right? So, like, what do we got? That's so funny. Yeah, I could say nice outfit, but I can see, like, an eighth of it. So. It's a, I've got a pretty great hoodie on at the moment. Um, <laughs> I actually wasn't expecting to be on, on, on video on this call, so uh, I, I just uh, I threw a hoodie on, um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's working for me. It's a heat wave here in Ottawa, so my hair has been poofier and poofier as we speak. You know, and Monica on Friends is like, it's the humidity. That's the like, story of my life. But hey, what can you do? Better than this. It happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you uh, so much for coming on The Taryn Show. Uh, I very much enjoyed this. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. And there's been so many little like... Okay, it's going to sound cheesy, but like, like dream come true experiences, like side experiences. So having spent, been so invested in your, you know, hard work into your podcast, participating is just a cherry on the cake. It's really awesome. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, th- th- thank you. Uh, where, where can people, where can people find you if, if they're looking for you and they want to tell you about hey. uh, who you really are? <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say, if you want to tell me all about how I'm, uh, you know, wanting to play the harmonica is stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have just my full name as my Instagram handle, which is Maddie Poplet. Um, same thing. Actually, no, Twitter is still Maddie BB can six. Of course, the distinction of BB can six, cause we've had another lovely Maddie with the same spelling. Um, besides that, those are really the two that I spend lots of time on. Um, I think if they're, you know, going into the audition process for BB can seven, I might make a singular YouTube video about that, but for now, you got Instagram and Twitter, and that's about it. You can text me a photo of your cat if you want. Just DM me, and you can have my phone number. Or or a Simpsons GIF. <laughs> or a Simpsons GIF. Please send me some Simpsons trivia or something. I got to brush up because Bobby thinks he knows more than me, but he does not. Ooh. That's a uh, call that right there. There it is. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, it, it's been it's been 50 episodes now, uh, so I hope you guys have been enjoying the ride. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's all we've got for you. Episode 50 of the Taryn Show. Uh, thank you to Maddie. Thank you to the listeners. You can follow me on Twitter at Armstrong Taryn. You can find me on Twitch, Taryn Armstrong. Uh, you should you should join us for a social strategy I would Sunday. Love to. We play some. Kristen, uh, um, Kristen sorry, uh, invited me, and I was like. 
yes. And then I moved and my life is upside down <laughs> for like three weeks. So yes, sometime soon, once my computer is off the official struggle bus, I have to take it in. I'm ready. Social for strategy. Sure, yeah. up. We, were, we, we do it uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern every Sunday right now. So awesome. uh, anytime you're free, just let me know. For sure. Thank you. That's so exciting. All right. Uh, so yes, yeah, so you can find all that stuff. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You know what to do. Uh, leave reviews. All that. All that great stuff. Leave a review for the 50th episode <laughs> of The Terran Show. Um, and yeah, just uh, thanks. Thanks again. I'll see you next time. Terran's asking questions. Terran's finding out. Terran's looking deeper. That's what it's all about. It's the Terran Show. So you.